Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Ag Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Yes, it's our day one of our brand new launch of our farm show here in Yorkton. But, of course, I'm doing it at Ag in Motion near Langham, northwest of Saskatoon. A big day for us. We'll hear from Andrew Dawson, who is the Director of Information and News for Harvard Media, our parent company here at GX94. He'll tell us all about the big change to Sask Ag today and what it will mean for our listeners and for those who want to check us out on our website. We'll also hear from Rob O'Connor, who is the show director here for Ag in Motion. And there was a major announcement this morning. Kloss, the farm equipment company, has unveiled two brand new tractors here at Ag in Motion near Langham. We'll hear from one of their representatives talking about those new tractors and how soon they could be available and in farmers' hands in the next month or two and we'll hear more about that but first it's time for the agriculture outlook with precision weather and that's a presentation of sean prahitka from remax blue chip realty and milligan biofuels near foam lake agriculture outlook with precision weather Now with Phil's feedback from Precision Weather, rain this morning in the Yorkton area, Phil. We do also have egg in motion kicking off around Langham. We'll ask you for a double-barreled effect today. What's the forecast looking like for the Yorkton area and up in the Langham area? Well, looking back uh, toward Langham, the, uh, there are some showers as well. Those are mostly lighter showers relative to what is a uh, fairly heavy line of uh, some showers rolling through uh, our corner of the world. Uh, we'll see these basically in and out, uh, especially heading farther eastward, the uh, heaviest right now pushing across into uh, western Manitoba. But uh, still a few showers around, and that cluster to the west showing us there's more. So uh, not a washout. In fact, in between, between that cluster, uh, just uh, the bulk of it is now west of Saskatoon, uh, and us, there's not a whole lot going on. There's a lot of dry weather in between. We just happen to be looking at the two wet points right now. Uh, but the chance is there for showers to fire up anywhere through the afternoon. Temperatures in the low 20s. In fact, uh, temperatures pretty consistent, too. There's a weak front, and uh, we're on the cooler side of it. So tack on about 2 degrees, and that's uh, what we're seeing uh, on the other side of the province. But uh, overall, the weather is pretty quiet. There's still the chance for a shower through this evening, and then one or two may pop up tomorrow. But those far more isolated today. They're likely, and again, heavy at times. Tonight, in and out of the clouds, 13. Tomorrow, the chance of showers only 30%. Most of the day, we're dry. In fact, getting into a little more sunshine. 13 uh, is the morning low. 21 is the afternoon afternoon high. Once we get past that shower threat, which is much more limited, the rest of the week looks just fine. In fact, temperatures continue to come up a little bit. We drop back to 12 Wednesday night, which is right where we should be this time of year. And on Thursday, it's a mostly sunny day at 24, both tomorrow and Thursday, a little more of a breeze, 15 to 25, certainly not a strong wind, but a noticeable breeze each day. There's warmer air building in and then a warm front which will get even warmer. But with that warm front, by late Saturday, especially into the evening, there is a chance for a couple of isolated showers. 27 with a dry day Friday, 27 with that slight shower threat Saturday, and then we'll look for upper 20s, closer to 30, with a sunshine back on Sunday. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. 
Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw is at 19 degrees, Swan River 17, Dauphin 22, Brandon 21, Show Lake Russell 19, Roblin 16. Regina is at 23. Here in Saskatoon, light rain and 14. Hudson Bay, 16. Broadview Mooseman, 19. Indian Head, 23. Winyard Wadena Kelvington at 21. The Yorkton-Melville region has a mainly cloudy sky, a southeast wind at 21 kilometers per hour. 90% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 17 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 23 degrees and dropped to a low of 7 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 24 degrees. The normal low is 12 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 4.55 this morning, and it will set at 8.56 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hotspot was a tie between Morden and Gretna. They both got up to 25 degrees. The cold spot was Roblin at plus 4 degrees. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Leader at 32 degrees. The cold spot was Watrous. It dropped down to plus 2 degrees. And that's a look at your agriculture weather. One five. And welcome back to Sask Ag Today. I'm Doug Falconer, and a major announcement made this morning at Ag in Motion near Langham. Andrew Dawson is the Director of News and Information for Harvard Media, the parent company of GX94. Uh, Harvard Media News, a division of Harvard Media, is excited to announce the launching this morning of SaskAg Today. It's an all-encompassing website which brings in all of the best ag coverage from our top flight journalists, including that one, that one, and that one uh, right here in front of me. Um, but it uh, it brings in the best content from all of our uh, two ma main shows. We have two hour-long radio shows. As of today, both of those shows are now known as SaskAg Today. SaskAg Today in Yorkton, SaskAg Today in Regina. Those are both hour-long shows hosted by Ryan Young and Doug Falconer. All the information they gather will be now placed into what we call saskagtoday.com, which officially went live this morning. A one-stop shop for all your different agricultural news. There's nothing like this on the prairies. There's nothing like this across the country. It is all ag all the time. And it's not just, it's markets and, of course, the important stuff. Markets, crop reports, livestock, but it's also farm living. And it's also podcasts from some of the best agricultural journalists in the country, including a gentleman you might be familiar with, a man named Kevin Hirsch. Uh, he's the chief agricultural editor of that website and is a, a tremendous resource to anybody in the country. And we're just really excited to be able to have him lead this project for us and uh, make sure that we have all the best content available for producers in Saskatchewan. It's a game changer. I really think this is a game changer for Saskatchewan and for agriculture and for producers in the supply chain as well. Be able to keep up on all the latest information on one thing. And we've also designed this in such a way that it fits on your iPad. So if you're in the cab, you're in the combine, and you got your iPad going, you can easily just pop that over there to Saskag today, listen live to our podcast, and anything else that's there, you can listen to that material. One other segment I'd just like to point out on that webpage is a webpage called Unfiltered. And this website, this part of the webpage is the raw interviews that our reporters and journalists do, unedited, uncut. So you can hear everything that the newsmaker is saying. We don't cut it down into sound bites for on air. It's the whole thing. So if you really want 
want to hear what someone thinks about a whole issue and all the questions the reporter asked, you'll be able to find it in the unfiltered section. But again, I just want to remind everybody this went live today. We're very excited to be able to do it here at Ag in Motion in Saskatoon, the premier ag show here in the country. And uh, it's just a real pleasure to, to, to make this available to all the people here and let them see it first. That is Andrew Dawson, the Director of News and Information for Harvard Media, the parent company of our radio station, GX94. And, of course, saskagtoday.com is online now. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. GX94, AgriView. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt has requested the federal government conduct an agri-recovery assessment to determine what assistance could be provided to livestock producers faced with prolonged dry conditions. In a letter sent to Ottawa yesterday, Saskatchewan also requested an early designation of the Federal Livestock Tax Deferral Program to provide producers facing potential feed shortages with more options as they consider if they need to liquidate part of their breeding herd due to drought. As of June 30th, western and southeastern regions of Saskatchewan received well below normal precipitation, while temperatures have also been significantly warmer than normal in the hardest hit regions of Saskatchewan. Heat waves, limited rain, minimal spring runoff, and successive years of dry conditions are all contributing to significant challenges. Concerns include water quality, access to feed, and large grasshopper infestations. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are investing up to $1 million through the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership to support learning activities, knowledge transfer, and resource development for local agricultural organizations. The Sustainable CAP Industry Development Initiatives Program was designed to meet the needs of organizations that support the agriculture and food sectors, including industry organizations, associations, commissions, nonprofits, boards, and indigenous governments, communities, or organizations. The funding will support agriculture organizations to develop innovative resources and offer training opportunities that improve the capacity and competitiveness of the sector. Improvements to the program are based on feedback from engagement efforts over the last several years. Eligible organizations can receive up to $25,000 per organization over the duration of the program. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says the Black Sea grain shipment deal must continue and could operate without Russian participation after Moscow's withdrawal yesterday. Russia halted participation in the year-old agreement that lets Ukraine export grain through a Black Sea safe shipping corridor, causing concern in poorer countries that price rises will put food out of reach. Moscow suggested that if demands to improve exports of its own grain and fertilizer were met, it would consider resurrecting the deal formerly known as the Black Sea Grain Initiative. The deal brokered by the United Nations and Turkey was hailed as preventing a global food emergency following Russia's February 2022 invasion of Ukraine and blockade of Black Sea ports. 
Insurers are reviewing whether to freeze cover for any ships willing to sail to Ukraine after Russia quit a U.N.-backed deal that allows the export of grain through a wartime Black Sea safe corridor. The last ship left Ukraine under the deal on Sunday. Insurance has been vital to ensure shipments through the corridor and industry. Sources said Russia's decision was being evaluated in terms of whether cover in some form could continue. The Lloyds of London insurance market has already placed the Black Sea region on its high-risk list. Additional war risk insurance premiums, which are charged when entering the Black Sea area, need to be renewed every seven days. They already cost thousands of dollars and are expected to go up, while ship owners could prove reluctant to allow their vessels to enter a war zone without Russia's agreement. The opposition BC United Party is calling on the NDP government to declare the current drought a provincial state of emergency. Agriculture critic Ian Payton says that would give ranchers and farmers access to both provincial and federal disaster assistance as they grapple with the conditions. Payton says he's heard from some farmers who are moving their cattle to auction due to a lack of feed amid the persistent drought. The province has been urging the public to conserve water, with four of the 34 water basins it monitors now classified at the most severe level of drought. And be sure to listen to the latest Saskag Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Please stay tuned. Saskag Today will return in one minute's time. Welcome back to Saskag today. I'm Doug Falconer. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. It's day one of Ag in Motion near Langham, northwest of Saskatoon. Show director Rob O'Connor provided us with an update this morning. I guess the first question you guys will probably ask me is how many exhibitors? Uh, we have 580 exhibitors this year, which is the highest number of exhibitors we've ever had. Uh, we did not change the physical size of the show what we did to incorporate the new exhibitors is we reorganized some of the areas of the show so for instance you'll see themed areas like innovations alley or sorry uh, irrigation alley and uh, again like last year the ag tech tent uh, ag tech alley we have a new drone demo uh, demo space where six companies come together to create that so there's some changes to the show uh, as far as reorganizing the inside footprint without having to affect the actual size of the, the show so uh, it was great that we had so much support from the exhibitors uh, our earlier uh, record was 562 exhibitors in 2018 that's ag and motion show director rob o'connor and of course, we are at Ag in Motion here near Langham, just northwest of Saskatoon. It's day one of the three-day event. A number of events coming up here this afternoon at one o'clock. It's the Dynamic Speaker Series, choosing forage blends for the love of forages, evaluating forage blends for your operation. That'll be at Union Forage Booth. That's number S9. Then at 1.30 this afternoon, the Dynamic Speaker Series continues. It's grazing management, grazing for gains, maximizing your pasture potential. And that'll be held in Range Ward Booth, number LS23. At 2 o'clock, it's the Cattle Dog Demonstration. That'll run at Ontario Drive and 3rd Street. Then at 3 o'clock, the Cattle Handling Equipment Demonstration at the Cattle Pen. And then at 4 o'clock, it's the Dynamic Speaker Series, Body Condition Scoring and Vaccine Placement catch and release making the most of shoot time 
That will be held at the cattle and sheep equipment demos. It will be changing daily for that. So you can come and join us. We're at Ag and Motion near Langham. It's time now for the Livestock Market Conditions. Livestock Market Conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for August closed at 181.27 today. That's up 115. October live cattle closed at 183.55, up 130. August feeder cattle closed at 248 even, down 125. September feeder cattle closed at 250 even, down 142. August lean hogs closed at 96.27, that's up 150. October lean hogs closed at 81.47, down 85. And that's the livestock market conditions. It's now 12.40 in Saskatchewan, 1.40 in Manitoba. And Kloss Farm Equipment had a global product launch at Ag and Motion near Langham this morning. North American product manager Franz Reimers says they're unveiling two new tractors. So uh, with that, yeah, we are happy to, uh, like John mentioned, launch the uh, two new tractor lines uh, in North America here at the Ag and Motion show. Um, one of the tractors especially is designed specifically for the Western Canadian market, um, the 650 horse and 590 horsepower models that we offer now in the Zerion 12 series uh, is being launched here this week uh, simply because the biggest market that we have available for that is in Western Canada and then Dakotas further south as well as some of the Eastern Europe areas but the reason why we are launching it here is simply because this is the number one market for that. Uh, the product is built completely around uh, the air seeder demands, so like very high uh, hydraulic flows um, that we can handle. We have up to 140 gallons available in that tractor, which is uh, massive compared to anything out there. It's a CVT tractor that we would like to uh, use at the fullest with the engine together um, to be able to use the different RPMs of the engine to maximize the fuel economy as well as the power needed when it uh, needs to be there. So in order to give you the hydraulic flow that an air seeder would need, at a much lower RPM, the increased hydraulic flow through the three pumps available is there to do that, just as, as it would for any deep tillage. This tractor, the 12 series Zerion, is um, totally built for uh, the comp competing with the you know articulated four-wheel drive market that you may be familiar with at this point. So um, it is a rigid frame, so very different concept. Nevertheless, that is the market that we're aiming for and after. The second uh, series that we're launching is at the bottom end of the horsepower. The, um, for us, at least in North America. So uh, that basically ranges, our area online ranges in um, 165 to 205 horsepower. Uh, we have three models available in it. Uh, it is an extremely comfortable all-round tractor that does everything on the farm from whether it's loader work, tillage work, uh, hay equipment, uh, big square balers, you name it. Uh, transport work is extremely comfortable. Uh, it also is equipped with a CVT, just like any other tractor in our range. Um, so it can also play with the engine RPM to economy, uh, to have a better economy in the in the fuel use, as well as um, get the max power to the ground at all time if you want to run that at maximum capacity. So the CVT really is our key. Um, 
contributor together with the engine programming to get the max out of these uh, tractors that we offer here in North America. So very special. We're really happy to uh, launch it as well as the uh, 12 series together. Um, so basically doubling our uh, tractor portfolio in North America altogether. Any other questions? Where are they assembled? Yeah, so good question. So the Ariane series is uh, assembled in France at our uh, Le Mans plant, a very well-known um, cross plant for the European market. And that Ariane tractor has been uh, available in Europe for quite a while. We've done a lot of testing here over the last few years to make sure it also fits the North American market with the implements we have here and the use that we uh, like to uh, do with it. Um, the Zerion tractor comes out of our head office, uh, headquarters really in Harsewinkel, uh, Germany. Um, so those are the two plants where both tractor lines are produced. Has the company been expanding your, your tractor production operations in Europe, uh, improving the plants? Yes, for sure. So uh, the Le Mans plant has gone through a complete overhaul in the last few years. Um, it is the probably nicest factory that you could visit. Uh, it is available to visit, by the way, if you're ever in the area. Um, it is super modern, combination of, uh, you know, a happy workforce that um, is our number one concern, of course, uh, to be able to provide the best and most consistent quality products that we can offer. Um, the work conditions are phenomenal for, it is not a factory that you think of where they're bashing with a hammer and chisel anymore in a dark spot. It is as bright as we're standing here in the sun. Uh, the Harsewinkle plant has also gone through a, a massive overhaul, also to increase the lighting and everything else, uh, the working conditions, as well as the um, automation through the line has been uh, greatly improved uh, in the last uh, five years as well. Let's see with a CVT, you wouldn't have that problem. The engine, <laughs> RPM, the engine RPM would stay right low and you wouldn't hear anything. Um, where was I? So, um, where was I at? The Hartswinkle plant. Um, yeah, so as far as the Hartswinkle plant, we have, of course, uh, we need an expanded line now with the Zerion offer. Uh, that is doubled in uh, the number of offerings that we have. So they have first uh, improved the efficiency of the line itself with the same length uh, to be able to handle the initial uh, build uh, schedule for this year and next year, and it'll uh, surely expand going forward. So that's the next expansion that we'll likely see in the plant. So Klaus is well known for its combines over here. You're now pushing the tractors. Inside the two, are there similarities in regards to the design and how it is for the operator? Yes, yeah, so good question. We uh, are trying to keep all the platforms, whether it's a combine, a forge harvester, or our tractors, the same for the operator. So the, the touch and feel is exactly the same. Same console, same armrest, same seat, if you like. Um, the touch screen, of course, has different uh, items to program on it or to, to verify whether it's a tractor or a combine. The layout, of course, is different, but it is as far as the look and the feel and how to get to the different menus is absolutely identical. Cabs are fully suspended on all models and you know extremely comfortable, just as quiet. Um, great subwoofer system, really, if you like, in there as well, so to keep the operator in the cab as long as possible. You don't always get good labor. Um, or labor in the first place so we try to make the operation of the equipment whether it's a combine or a tractor or a harvester as easy as possible even a novice can operate this once it's set so the owners don't have a restriction to as to who to put on it once the tractor is set 
Um, they can operate it like a car, really. If you can drive a car, you can operate these, these pieces of equipment. On top of that, we've put an automated system in all of these models, from tractors to combines, uh, to optimize the performance of the, and it self-checks. It's called CMOS uh, Automatic in the combine, forest harvester, and CMOS uh, in the tractors. That basically suggests you to, uh, by improving this or that, whether it's the tire pressures or weight placement or removal of weight, it'll increase your um, acres per hour and improves your fuel efficiency at the same time. And it constantly monitors itself and suggests if you want to make changes. And instead of having to make the changes yourself, you just say, yes, I want to do that. And it reconfigures itself to accommodate a new change. It starts to self-check again and you know, 10 minutes later, it'll, if there's anything else it thinks it can improve, it'll suggest that once more. So really, really simple to operate, even though they're very complex units. I mean, anybody can operate. In, in your large tractor offering, I missed your hydraulic flow capacity. What did you say? That so the 12 series has a uh, up to 142 uh, gallons a minute flow. And again, we do that. The, the air seeders require, you know, somewhere between 100 and 110 gallons uh, at full capacity with the number with three or four fans and the you know, C tubes running all at the same time plus the down pressure. We want to use uh, our low engine concept to save fuel um, and use the transmission in unison in order to uh, go up and down internally in its speeds so yet keep the engine RPM to where the minimum power requirement is. Gives you total fuel efficiency, but also keeps the, um, the tractor performing at max output or at least at the limit that you put your cruise control at all day long. Is that a higher capacity than anything else on the market? Yeah, so that is almost a 30% increase over what the highest capacity is. Even our two pumps uh, that we offer instead of the three pump system with 140 gallons already offers more flow than anybody in the industry. So um, yeah, we are really, like I said, building this tractor for the air seeder market and the high demands. So what sort of price tag on, on the large tractor offer? Now they don't come cheap. Of course they no, don't come no, cheap, no. but they do the acres that, uh, you know, are required and asked for it. So it, uh, in the end, per acre or per hour of use, um, we are right in line, if not better in the long run, because we've also built in a lot of durability into these units that, um, you know, reduce the actual and safety systems to protect the transmissions and so on. So the longevity of these units uh, is better than what the standard is in the market. We've increased the service intervals to, like say, uh, even a, the engine is a thousand hours now before you even have to change the oil. So yes, it takes oil and it is expensive oil, but nevertheless, it's not at, you know, 150 or 200 or a thousand. It's now the new norm, so. So under or over a million dollars? Uh, if you're looking at Canadian dollars for the, the big unit, it'll be over a million dollars. And you've unveiled them here. Uh, when will they be on the uh, dealership's lots? Yeah, so we have the first uh, units coming uh, to the show here and they will go directly to the first owners. We've sold out all our uh, production for this year, the pre-series already, and we're well on our way to uh, outsell pretty much everything we're offering next year so it's it's really the, the take is extremely positive so far uh, it fits the market perfectly so that's why we're we're happy to have the customers sign so early uh, in the process already so it's it's given us confidence in that we're doing something right so how long is it going to be before uh, you're announcing an electric uh, machine that, that that does all the work the, or an electric uh, tractor whatever it is uh, 
Yeah. Is that gonna? So yeah. we're we're a um, an R and D company. We do a lot of research and development on everything. So we're testing, you know, not just electrical. We're testing hydrogen as well. So. Um, it depends on where the market is going to go, but electricity has lots of potential. The biggest downfall right now is still the storage capacity and the weight of it and the size to be able to store the electricity. But other than that, it's got a lot of benefits. Um, if you could connect a, you know, a wire to an implement rather than eight hoses in this case, or even 10 hoses from hydraulics, it's messy, it's dirty. But electricity, if you make a one coupling and then power, um, the implement that way, split it once it's on the implement, much cleaner. So there's a lot more versatility in electricity um, on board, whether it's for the you know the drivetrain itself or for the implements connected to it. So there's a lot of benefits. It's coming uh, for sure. Uh, is it going to be tomorrow? Probably not, but it's it's on the horizon for sure. Are we going to see the new models out for spin here at Ag in Motion? Uh, so we have uh, at the horse booth, we have uh, a implement of theirs hooked up to it and it will be doing demos here at the, it's a 650, a 12650 model. We'll be doing contracts. That is Franz Reimers. He is the North American product manager for Kloss Farm Equipment. They unveiled two brand new tractors here at Ag in Motion near Langham today. Please stay tuned. Your commodities update is coming up next. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed up across the board today. November canola closed at 833.40. That's up $3.60. January canola closed at 825.10, up $4.30. September Minneapolis wheat closed at 877 and a half, down three quarters of a cent. September Kansas City wheat closed at 827 and a quarter, that's up 12 cents. September Chicago wheat closed at 670 and three quarters, up 17 cents. September corn closed at 528 and three quarters, up 29 and a half cents. August soybeans closed at 1492 per bushel, and that's up eight cents. September oats closed at 431 and a half, up 25 cents. And that's the commodities update. And just a reminder, we're at Ag in Motion near Langham. That's just northwest of Saskatoon. You still have time to get down here today if you would be interested in taking part in today's event. Of course, if you can't make it today, we're on again tomorrow and Thursday, so you can come check out all the displays we have here right now. And, of course, the big news is that you can just come in here uh, to the site. It's $25 on site if you want to come check it out. And, of course, you can buy the tickets online. You can do that, or else you can just simply purchase them at the gate. Uh, they are uh, can be purchased with cash, debit, Visa, or MasterCard. We're about 35 kilometers northwest of Saskatoon, just past Langham, if you're coming from the Yorkton area. And there is free parking. There's also guidebooks there. And there's a re-entry stamp if you have to come in and out today as well. So come on down and pay a visit to us. We're at Ag in Motion, and we have a booth here as well. You can stop by and see us here. We're at Ag in Motion near Langham. 
Welcome back to Sask Ag Today. I'm Doug Falconer coming to you live from Ag in Motion near Saskatoon, actually northwest of Saskatoon near Langham. And we'd like to thank McDougall Auctioneers for providing us with a cart to get around the site here this week. So it's great to to have that, to get to zip us from one site to another. So thanks very much to McDougall Auctioneers for that. A new president was elected at the Dairy Farmers of Canada annual general meeting in Winnipeg. David Weens grew up on a dairy farm in southeastern Manitoba, so he feels qualified for the role. Uh, we're milking uh, 230 cows on uh, 1,600 acres of land, so we are very much involved in, the, in dairy. In my role as president, I look forward to working, you know, with uh, the Dairy Farmers of Canada, like uh, with the board, with with staff, and reaching out to provinces to to continue a lot of good work that has already been started and is well on the way in terms of um, you know of, of bringing people together uh, where we can actually help to uh, you know with all of that we can you know turn some of the challenges that we face into opportunities and they are out there so. That'll be my certainly be my focus over the next uh, couple of years. In addition to the election of a new president, the AGM had a packed agenda. Ween says they looked at current challenges facing the dairy industry in Canada and how they can evolve in the future. One of the organization's goals is to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions for on-farm production by 2050. When we hear of experiences they have in other countries where, you know, they're Suddenly they have directives that simply say they have to, you know, reduce uh, their industries by a certain amount uh, and, and remove the production altogether as a way of, of uh, reducing carbon footprint. That's, that is not sustainable. So uh, just by hearing some, some other perspectives, I think it really uh, highlights some of the opportunities that we do have here in Canada and, and a good indicator that we're along the, the, the right track. Another topic covered was social media and the opportunity farmers have in getting their voice heard by the masses. Basically, it is about telling our story uh, because we do know that as farmers, as dairy farmers, we do have uh, a very high trust rating with Canadians. And so that is our opportunity to tell our story. And, they, and they, they're looking uh, forward to it. And so for us, it was a good learning experience. And a presentation was made about the importance of rural areas. Often our governments are so focused on, on the urban areas where, you know, by far the largest population is. And yet, you know, the, the rural, rural Canada and particularly agriculture is expected, uh, you know, to uh, support through food production, you know, the rest of the population. And often there isn't enough recognition of, of the work that, that, uh, that happens. So we had a good uh, discussion. David Weens is the newly elected president of the Dairy Farmers of Canada, who recapped the organization's AGM in Winnipeg. And it's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. That'll do it for Saskag today, for today. It's time now for your agriculture weather with Evan Montgomery. Thanks, Doug. GX 94 Precision Weather Forecast this afternoon, 90% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Wind southeast, 15 to 25, gusting higher, high 22. Tonight, 70% chance of showers, then partly to mostly cloudy. Wind north, 10 to 20, a low 13. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of isolated showers. Wind north-northeast, 15 to 25, high 21. Tomorrow night's low 12. 
Thursday, mainly sunny, wind northwest 15 to 25, a high 24. Friday, mainly sunny, high 27. And Saturday, partly to mainly sunny, 30% chance of isolated showers and thunderstorms in the evening, high 27. GX94 Weather Roundup. Currently the Paw, 19, Swan River, 17, Dauphin, 20, Brandon, 21, Shoal Lake and Russell, 19 degrees, Roblin, 16, Regina, 23, Saskatoon at 14, Hudson Bay, 16, Broadview and Mooseman, 19 degrees, Indian Head, 23, Winyard, Wadena and Kelvingdon, 21. Yorkton, Melville area right now, mostly cloudy, wind southeast, 21 kilometers an hour, relative humidity 90%, and it's currently 17 degrees. It's now time for the news and sports headlines. Saskag Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.